0: It's time now for the complete story of public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot with today's complete story.
1: You know, Rich, I've been thinking uh, with all the calamity uh, that we have going on right now, whether it's Kansas or California or Illinois, and it doesn't matter, at the root of the problem, is maybe the church is not alive and waking up and showing leadership in the things that are important that the Bible teaches.
0: Bible sure has the answers. Yeah,
1: it really does. Now, Bill and Gloria Gaither, uh, listen, folks, you know who who they are. Bill and Gloria Gaither recorded a song years ago, and I want to open the program with it today. Let the church be the church. See if you remember it. Here it is.
2: Let the church. Be the church. Let the people rejoice. For we stand-
3: great big amen, okay? You know this old ship's been through some battles before It's been through storms and tempests And rocks on
2: the shore Though the hull
3: may be battered, don't worry about it, inside safe and dry and my friend it will carry
2: its cargo to the board in
4: the sky god has always had a people many a foolish conqueror has made the mistake of thinking that because he had driven the church of jesus christ out of sight that he had stilled its voice and snuffed out its life God has always had a people. The powerful current of a rushing river is not diminished because it is forced to flow underground. No, the purest water is the stream that bursts crystal clear into the sunlight after it has forced its way through solid rock. There have been charlatans who, like Simon the magician, sought to barter on the open market, that power which cannot be bought or sold. But God has always had a people, men who could not be bought, and women were beyond purchase. God has always had a people. There have been times of affluence and prosperity when the church's message has been nearly diluted into oblivion by those who sought to make it socially attractive, neatly organized, and financially profitable. It's been gold-plated, draped in purple, and encrusted with jewels. It's been misrepresented, ridiculed, lauded, and scorned. These followers of Jesus Christ have been, according to the women of times, elevated as sacred leaders and martyred as heretics yet through it all their marches on this powerful army of the meek god's chosen people who cannot be bought flattered murdered or still on through the ages day march this church
2: god's church triumph hey,
1: Goodness, Rich, if that doesn't bring some life, if that doesn't raise your blood pressure a little bit.
0: Isn't that an inspiration and an encouragement, especially for days like this? You know, it
1: is an inspiration. It inspires people and reminds people what the church, I said the church, T-H-E church, is really about and the mission that it has to serve society, to serve people uh, as Christ uh, taught us. uh, And the Bible certainly teaches us. This is going to be a great program.
0: So far, so good. I
1: can just feel it. You know, one of my friends that I admired so much, because he said it like it was with love and caring and kindness always. But he preached a sermon uh, that was on the broadcast just a while back. And I was rapt because he was saying, let's not just have babies in our church, Uh, let's also have adults. And a baby cannot be an adult if it's not fed. You can't run uh, the child in the church forever on bottled milk. You've got to give them the meat of the word. Listen to me, folks. So they grow into men and women who absolutely make a difference in their community. And they are a witness. They don't argue. They don't get in fights. But they're a witness to the faith and the hope that is within them. Isn't that what we need today? Yes. Uh, Well-nourished, grown-up Christians, and Adrian Rogers, bless his heart, Adrian Rogers, brought this message, and I want our folks to enjoy it and hear it with me, and
3: here it is. May I ask you a frank and a personal question? Are you a growing Christian? I didn't ask if you are a Christian. I asked, are you a growing Christian? Are you moving toward maturity? You can be young only once, but you can be immature for a long, long time. And the problem in in many of our churches is that we have people who have been born, but they cease to grow. So we want to talk to you a little bit about how to be a growing Christian, because fellowship in churches comes about when we grow. Now look in verse 12, I write unto you little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. WE'RE TALKING ABOUT GOING ON TO MATURITY. WHAT IS MATURITY? MATURITY IS CHRIST LIKENESS. PUT THIS VERSE IN YOUR MARGIN. EPHESIANS 4, VERSE 13, PAUL SAYS, TILL WE ALL COME TO THE UNITY OF THE FAITH AND OF THE KNOWLEDGE OF THE SON OF GOD UNTO A PERFECT MAN. AND THE WORD PERFECT HERE DOES NOT MEAN SINLESS. IT MEANS MATURE. UNTO A MATURE MAN, UNTO THE MEASURE OF THE STATURE OF THE FULLNESS OF CHRIST. YOU KNOW HOW I MEASURE MY MINISTRY? not the size of the buildings or the love offering or the Sunday school attendance, are you becoming more and more like Jesus? Are you becoming more and more like Jesus? That was the goal of Paul's ministry. Put this verse down, Colossians 1 and verse 28. Paul says, Whom we preach, that is Jesus, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. And again, the word perfect means mature. Now, maturity is a lifelong process. Nobody is instantly mature. So I'm trying to teach you now how to move into maturity, to go from childhood to adolescence to fatherhood. That's what John is talking about. Now, first of all, he talks about the childhood stage. Look, if you will, in verse 12, I write unto you, little children. Now, write this down, the thrilling wonders of childhood the thrilling wonders of childhood. Oh, it's so wonderful. Little babies are so wonderful. We love little babies. Our church loves little babies. The joys, the thrills, the excitement when God brings a baby into home. But now let me tell you something, folks. I've been doing a survey of little children. By the way, I am a bona fide grandfather. And you learn things by being a grandfather that you don't learn by being a father. Because when you're a grandfather, you can back yourself out and study a little bit, and you can watch. And you know what i have learned through my very scientific uh study as a bona fide grandfather through my humble but accurate opinion <laughs> let me tell you let me tell you about little children these wonderful little children they're selfish One of the most selfish creatures on earth is a baby i mean every movement is this way you take something away from him and he'll go into a rage not only are they selfish But they're crude and rude. They will burp in your face (laughs) and think nothing of it. I'll tell you something else about them. They're lazy. They just lie around the house. They don't do anything. They don't help cook. They don't help clean. They don't bring anything in. They are lazy and unproductive. These precious little children, I'll tell you something else about them. They're totally inconsiderate. They'll wake you up in the middle of the night. We think about these sweet little darlings. I'm telling you, friend, they're selfish, they're rude, they're inconsiderate, they're lazy, they're unproductive, and and sometimes mean. If you look at a little child like that and you say, hey, if that's a human being, I don't want to be one. Have you ever heard anybody say, if that's a Christian, I don't want to be one? They look at a little baby Christian. You know, thank God for little baby Christians. But little baby Christians have to grow up. And when you get saved, nobody is saved full grown. And I don't care what age you are, when you get saved, you are a babe in Christ. And John is writing to some, and he calls them little children. Now, thank God for little children. Thank God for people like this, folks. I I mean, I'm grateful for this. But don't, don't find some, uh, some baby in our church and say, well, now, If that's what being a Christian is, I don't want to be a Christian. No, that's a baby Christian. They have to grow up. And, you know, I used to think that a great church was a church where everybody was a mature Christian. That's not a great church. That's a failing church. That would be like saying a great home is a home where they're all adults and there are no children and no grandchildren. That's not a great home. Thank God for the spilled milk. Thank God for the dirty diapers. Thank God for the Cheerios on the floor. Thank God for, listen, all of that comes with it, and we need to make these baby Christians who come to Jesus feel at home. We need to love them. And our church is, in one sense, a maternity ward. The problem is some stay in the maternity ward far too long. When you are a great big baby, still on the bottle, still sucking your thumb, not growing, not serving, not working, having to be served, and still selfish, and still rude, and still crude, and still lazy, and still unthoughtful. May God have mercy upon you. You'd grow. There is a legitimate childhood. Now, the Bible says put away childish things, but the Bible says still be childlike. You know, the child has that wonder, that sweetness. Keep that in you. Keep the wonder. Keep the excitement. Keep the joy. Remember when your sins were forgiven you. Never forget it. Never forget it. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you. Thank God for that. I write unto you, young men, because you're strong and the Word of God abides in you and you've overcome the wicked one. When you get to be a father, you don't cease in the battle. You don't lose the wonder. You don't step out of warfare. You just add all of these things to it until you become a full grown man. And that's the reason a person who is really mature in the Lord. Did you know that little children enjoy these kind of people? Because they themselves still have a childhood, they've never lost the wonder. Did you know there ought to be a little boy in every man? a little girl and every woman who's full grown, still love to laugh, to play, to have the good times. And I don't care who you are. There ought to be that manhood. You ought to stay in the battle. You ought to stay in the warfare. The Word of God ought to be in you. You just simply add all these things together until you become a full-orbed individual, what the Bible calls a father, and then you are at home in any crowd with little children. You know little children love Jesus. They come sit in his lap. And the older men, the Apostle John, when he was old, he loved to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, what we're talking here about is growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. Well, let me ask you an obvious question. Who wrote this book of 1 John? John wrote this. And if you, you say, Oh dear, sweet, old John, the beloved disciple. You know, that, that's, when we think of John, don't you have just sort of a nice idea of John? the disciple whom Jesus loved, the one who wrote about love and told his loved one. I want to tell you, friend, if you'd have been around John when he was a young man, you would not have wanted to be around John. Let me tell you what John was like. Do you want to know what John was like by nature? Do you know what his nickname was? Son of Thunder! He had a hair trigger. Do you know what he was by his natural disposition? Selfish as all get out. James and John came to Jesus and said, Lord, when when you come into your kingdom, Lord, I'd like to sit on your right hand, and my brother over here wants to sit on your left hand. That's what he said. "When, When they were there going through Samaria, and the Samaritans would not receive them. You know what John said? He said, Lord, you want us to call down some fire from heaven? Jesus had to say, John, you don't know what spirit you're of. I mean, don't get the idea that John was Mr. Nice Guy. John was not Mr. Nice Guy when Jesus got hold of him. But he grew in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see him later on, he's called Beloved Apostle. You see him later on when he went to Samaria, he was the one that led that revival there. It wasn't consuming fire, but Holy Ghost fire that he brought down upon them the second time. When he came. He was the one who wasn't trying to be first, but he was the one who taught us to love one another. You see, what John is talking about now, the Apostle John, he has experienced, he has grown in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that means if there was hope for old John, there's hope for you. You can grow. Now I want to ask you another question. Are you a growing Christian? To fail to grow is a sin. If you don't love Jesus Christ more today than you did yesterday, you're backslidden. You need to be growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, how are you going to grow? Because a growing church is a healthy and a happy church. Well, number one, there must be the miracle of life. There must be the miracle of life. Now, he calls them little children in verse 12. He uses two words for little children in this same passage of Scripture. He uses one word that just simply means born ones, and then he uses another word which means children under discipline, technia pedia. You've got to be a born one. I mean, you cannot grow up and then get born. You see, it is birth that uh, precedes growth. Uh, When we were here many, many, many years ago in the old church building downtown, I had all the boys and girls. I was trying to teach a lesson on growth. And so we got some little potted plants. And we gave them different Sunday school classes. And we told one, give this plant water, sunlight, and fertilizer. We told others, give this plant water and fertilizer, but no sunlight. Another one, give this sunlight, but no water and fertilizer, until we had all of the different combinations that you could get. Then we gave the kids. A stick just a plain wooden stick in a pot and we said to them give it light give it water and give it fertilizer and so the kids would bring their different plants Sunday morning but you know what those kids that had a stick their stick never grew at all because the stick had no life. Now, don't try to grow up before you get born. Give your heart to Jesus Christ. And, And first of all, there has to be. You have to be born from above in order to grow. Are you saved? I mean, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you have that life in you? First thing, growth requires the miracle of life. Second thing, growth requires the passage of time. You will not be instantly mature. There are no shortcuts. Now, I did a little reading. I found out that a mouse reaches maturity in three months. Cats and dogs are able to reproduce in 12 to 18 months. Gorillas and chimpanzees uh, when they're 10 years old. But human beings mature and become self-sufficient, almost the slowest of all species. That's very interesting about those of us who think we are the smartest. There's no instant maturity. And just keep plodding along and you will find out that you will grow. Here's a third thing that growth requires. It requires the receiving of nourishment. Now I want to stop right here and, and talk a little bit. You know the Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. You don't take a new Christian and give him a study in Revelation, Ezekiel, or Leviticus. You get him in, in the Gospel of John, other places. You get him in the milk of the Word so that he may grow thereby. And the word desire here means to crave the, the milk of the Word. And it's in the imperative form. It, you're commanded to crave the Word of God. You know what a newborn baby in the physical realm is interested in? Not the print on the curtains. He's oblivious to that. It's the bottle or it's that homogenized milk, whichever one he's on. I want you to know that he is interested in that milk. And that's what Peter is saying in 1 Peter 2.2, 2, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. You know, if I were to come to you and i say, how are you doing in your Christian life? Well, Pastor Rogers, I'm not doing very good. I'm not winning any battles. I'm not getting my prayers answered. and Nothing is making sense. Very frankly, I'm discouraged. I'd say, well, um, Tell me about your Bible study. Oh, um, I come and hear you preach on Sunday morning, Pastor, if if company doesn't come. And if it's not raining, I'm there to hear you preach. You ought to be happy at that. Friend, that'd be like giving a newborn baby four gallons of milk on weekends. You've got to be feeding day by day on the Word of God. That's where the strength comes. You've got to get the Word of God in your heart, and in your life you're going to grow. Now watch it. What does it take to grow? Listen, you've got to have birth. Number two, it takes time. Number three, you have to be constantly feeding on the Word of God. Listen, precious friend. It takes life. It takes time. It takes nourishment. And I'll tell you something else. It takes discipline and exercise. If you are to develop and not be a flabby Christian, Hebrews 5, verse 14, But strong meat belongs to them who are of full age, even to those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. You know why we have so many flabby Christians? They come down the aisle of the church. They get baptized. Then they come Sunday after Sunday, sit, soak, and sour. They do not exercise. You want to go on to maturity? Get a job. There's a place of service for you. You say, well, pastor, I can't teach. Well, maybe you can help in a ball club. Maybe you can help in the gymnasium. Maybe you can help in the dining hall. Maybe you can help in the bookstore. Maybe you can help in the office. Maybe you can help in the Sunday school class. Begin to exercise and don't just sit around like a turtle on a log. Get busy for the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a shame and a disgrace that so many people have been Christians so long and are still sitting in the nursery being rocked, sucking their thumb. Now say amen. You know it is true. Are you a growing Christian? If you're a child, thank God that you've been born into the family. Praise God! Are you a young man, a worker, and a warrior? Thank God! But I want you to become a spiritual father. I want you to remind others of God. I want you to become a giving person. I want you to become a reproducing person. I want you to be a person that has the knowledge of God. When somebody has a problem, they can come to you. Now here's the first step, is being born. Have you been born into the family of God? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? God wants to save you. He wants to forgive your sin, and he will do it. Would you pray a prayer like this? Oh God, thank you for loving me so much. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. Thank you for paying my sin debt and taking the judgment that I deserve. You told me if I would trust you, Lord Jesus, you would save me. I trust you right now. Forgive my sin. Cleanse me. Make me your child. Save me, Lord. And help me not to be ashamed of you. In your
0: name I pray. Amen. Well, what do you think, Rich? I mean... I mean, he said it all, didn't he? Well, that's a wonderful message for today. And, Dad, we want to be doers of the word and not just hearers only. You
1: see, folks, this fall, uh, it will be uh, 60 years since Bot Radio Network was founded. Isn't that right, Rich?
0: Right, in in, uh, 2022.
1: Yes. And uh, and yet this is the message and all of the other speakers uh, that blesses our heart when people are hearing the word of God and Christian news and information that is dependable
0: and can be relied on.
1: Uh, Do we have any listener comments? Oh, we
0: sure do. And uh, we can uh, have the producer. uh, Let's have this first one. I believe her name is Molly.
4: Hi, my name is Molly. I just wanted to thank you guys for the radio ministry, and I hope you continue. Thank you for the work that you do. Have a good day.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Molly. We
1: have another one. I am so blessed by BOT Radio. I feed on that every morning, every afternoon. I wear headphones when I'm working outside. It's such a great thing that you do, putting that out on the air. Food for my spirit, and I'm so thankful. I praise God for BOT. I'm going to paint it on the side of my truck. I just give you thanks for what you do for the body of Christ around the world. God bless you. (laughs)
0: Thank you He's going to paint it on the side of his truck That's one thing wonderful about radio You can take it with you And it goes everywhere But
1: but listen, now tell me Some listeners call in And they say I was traveling this summer through uh, And then I heard your station In that distant city Or wherever it was And how can I have radio like that where I am, but tell them how they can do well, it. Well,
0: there's all different kinds of ways you can listen to Bot Radio Network now with your smartphone or a smart speaker or listening on the computer online. Well,
1: how about Alexa? Uh,
0: yeah, that's one of those <laughs> smart speakers.
1: And you can have a Bot Radio Network in New York, in Los Angeles, or any place in between, right?
0: Right. And Dad, this lady, if I can, has been listening for 37 years because it's the same story. The word of God never changes It
1: isn't The Bible never changes more. I have listened to you for 37 years now And still listening you just a favorite part of my day Anytime I'm listening Thank you, Bot, for this gift uh, What's the
0: listener comment line number? one 345 2621
1: Hey, Rich, we have Thank to you, get out lady. of here really The time is up This is Dick Bot with my son, Rich With this chapter, The Complete Story For you folks